Live from the 8-Bit Studio in Brisbane, Australia, it's the Internet's most exciting half-hour of video game trivia. Welcome to the Hungry Game Show. And now, your humble host, Brandon White. Thank you for that fantastic introduction, Chuck Fresh. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Hungry Game Show, a podcast testing some of the best and brightest minds within the video game community about their favorite, favorite game. And on this, the 12th episode of The Hungry Game Show, our battle takes is treasure hunting, traversing the globe in search of riches, Mongolian oil lamps, and the Sintamati Stone. It is the second title released in the franchise and is quite often spoken about as not only the best entry in the Uncharted series, but also one of the best video games of all time. We're talking about none other than 2009's PlayStation 3 release, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. And today's competitor needs little introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. He's the co-founder and lead programmer, uh, lead programmer of up-and-coming New Zealand-based indie studio Rainbite. He's also quite the Sony Platinum Trailblazer. You can find him on the socials at Jared Trail. Jared Trail, welcome to the Hungry Game Show, man. How the bloody hell are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. It is uh, good to have you here in the studio, or in the satellite studio, we should say, for the 12th episode of the Hungry Game Show. Uh, you've selected Uncharted 2 Among Thieves as your title that you're going to take down in the Trivia Battle Arena. Did you want to share some info, maybe about why you picked this title, some some history with this game, and, and maybe a little bit about yourself as well? Sure, yeah. I mean, the, the reason why I picked it, because I, I felt like it was probably the one out of Uncharted that I probably knew the most about. Right, I hope so. <laughs> but um, it was one that on PS3. I remember playing the the beta, getting like the beta code and stuff, playing the online multiplayer before it came out. Pretty sure and all doing all that, and then getting it and playing it a lot. I think I, I must have played it at least like eight times through, probably, which is a lot. God, the game at that time probably. You but, are um, a uh, a sucker for punishment, but um, <laughs> I guess that's a sign of a good game, and um, probably mirrors what uh. It's probably universal praise of this game from from most people that have at least tried it once, whether it be on the PlayStation Three or the uh, you know the enhanced, uh, more prettier version. You could say that came out on the PlayStation Four a few yeah. years down the track. You've played this through eight times. I'm just, I was taking a guess, but like I mean, I've at least played it through because to platinum it twice because you have to get it with the Uncharted collection and you have to play it originally. You got to like do you got to do like normal or whatever and get crushing difficulty and then you got to you know, do it again for the remaster. So I at least played four times, and I'm sure I played it God. again just because for the fun of it. <laughs> well, I, I admire that hustle and dedication. So yeah, uh, as, as I sort of mentioned in the lead off there, you're one of the, the main men behind Rainbite, which is a fantastic uh, New Zealand-based studio. Did you want to share a little bit more info about that and what you've, what you've got coming up? Yeah, sure. So we're, yeah, we've just uh, three guys in New Zealand from Auckland and stuff making indie games, and we made our first game reverie and released on ps4 vita and switch so you can buy that if you want but uh <laughs> upcoming is trigger Witch coming out early next year and that'll be on at least like uh playstation switch and xbox can't wait yeah. for that have, have you got a rough idea like you think in sort of q1 is it q1's where you it's, where you're leading it's towards be, it's gonna be q1 if it's not q1 i'm gonna be it's going to be gone on too long, you know? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're hoping it'll be out like at least then, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I personally can't wait uh, just to sort of see what you guys have got cooking there with Trigger Witch. I've seen a lot of uh, sort of box art and sort of little trailers and whatnot, and it's uh, it's pretty freaking adorable, but it's also got a little bit of teeth to it with the amount yeah. of direct destruction you're doing with that firepower. So uh, sign me up. Yeah, so The Hungry Game Show. Um, Jared, for, for if you may or may not know, it's uh, it's sort of an infotainment-oriented game show where we're going to pit you against your your game of choice, which obviously is Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. The, the, the show itself is broken up into two sections. We've got a multiple-choice section where it's going to be an A, B, C, or D answer, only one correct answer in those four, obviously. And then we've got a rapid-fire um, section to go on after that, which is really going to uh, hype things up and test your Uncharted metal. But uh, you don't have to do this alone. You do have two lifelines available, but bear in mind that using a lifeline will limit you as far as the points awarded. Uh, so the multiple choice, you're going to get a maximum of two points per correct answer. 
And in the rapid fire, you're going to get one point per correct answer. But if you use a lifeline, it's going to cut that to a maximum of one point. So you're still going to get the one point in the rapid fire if you use a lifeline. But in the uh, multiple choice, it's going to cap you at one point. And those two lifelines in question, the first one is phone my friend, where I'm going to call a random person from within my contacts list for support and assistance. Obviously, support and or assistance may vary. There's no guarantee they've played this game or any game, mind you. It could be my grandparents, could be the neighbor down the road. Don't know why I've got their number, but that's a story for another day. But it is a little bit of a bit of a dice roll there. And the other one is 50-50. So it's fairly self-explanatory. We remove two incorrect answers, increasing your chance to picking the correct answer from 25% up to 50% for multiple choice. And if it's going to be used in the uh, rapid fire, I might just give you a strong hint. So uh, obviously we can't can't split the answers in that. So yeah, a stronger hint, hopefully uh, give enough breadcrumbs to find your way to the answer there. So have you got any questions, comments, concerns before we maybe uh, jump into this and get things going? No, I think, I think I'm ready. I think I feel, I feel like I'm prepared enough. See how I do. I don't want to be too confident. I feel like I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'll do okay. We'll see. That's all right. That's all right. So there's a maximum of 40 points available. And at this stage, no one has scored under a pass. So everyone has scored nice. either 21 points or above. So Salim the Dream, Salim Abrahams in dead last on 21 points. As long as you get above 21, <laughs> I think you can hold your head high. So uh, okay, that's that's okay. the measuring stick. Dane Peavy is at the top of the list on 37 out of 40. He went god tier on Celeste uh, way back when, I think on maybe episode six or five, and uh, no one has come close. Oh, well, a few people have come close since, but uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a bit of a savant as far as, as that game goes, but uh, let's get things going, maybe with a little bit of background tension to uh, really set the scene. Which of the following quotes open the game? A. God. I did not tell half of what I saw, for I knew it would not be believed. B. It is not the voice that commands the story, it is the ear. C. The true sweetness of wine is one flavour. Or D, without stones, there is no march. All right. Which of those quotes opened the game? Now, I'm not 100% sure it opens it, but I did look at the Wikipedia before I, <laughs> before I did this end. I think it's A. What was A again, sorry? A is, I did not tell half of what I saw, for I knew it would not be believed. Yeah, so that's a Marco Polo quote, as far as I am aware, and I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. You want you want to settle with A and see, see where it lands you? We'll go with that. It's the only one I recognize, so I'm sure I'm All right. that one. Let's see if you are correcto on this one. <laughs> that is brilliant, mate. You are correct, and that was uh, uttered by Marco Polo on his deathbed in 1324. So uh, mm. you're off to a cracking start, 100% strike rate, two for two as far as maximum points on hand. But uh, let's see if you can keep that going as we move into question number two. Speaking of openings... Uncharted 2 Among Thieves has what many say as the best opening scene slash sequence within the video game universe. Where does said scene slash sequence take place? A. In a plane. B. The top of a mountain. C. In a train. Or D. At a pizza hut. Well, it's not, not the last one, but it's, uh, I mean, it's not a trick question, I assume, but it's kind of B and C, but it's more C. As you, you start in the train, then you climb out onto a mountain. Yeah, yeah. But I would say it's C. Okay, <laughs> you're going to go C. Let's, uh, let's consult the judges on that one and see if you are correct. No problem. You are indeed correct. Uh, yeah, there was, was some wordplay there. Like, it, you do sort of climb out of the train onto a mountain, but not really the top. You're sort of just almost traversing to the side of it. So, yeah, yeah. But if, if you argued it strong enough, if you committed to B, I probably would <laughs> give it to you anyway. But... Uh, yeah, that, that opening, balls to the wall straight off the bat, like it just grabs you straight away and just draws you in. And I I'm, I'm adore that. I remember playing it way back when, what was that, 2009? So I would have been, you know, a, a young man then in my early 20s. And uh, yeah, so memorable, so memorable. Yeah, it's definitely the the best intro out of all of the Uncharted games, I would say. it's, it's I guess it's like, it's the, you're definitely, because you're just into it, you're in the middle of the game, essentially, but you kind of get thrown into that point. And it's, it's pretty action-packed, yeah, climbing out of that train, having to jump out and everything. I loved it. All right, let's see if you can keep this going as we move on to question number three. What is the name of the main villain of the game? 
the fugitive war criminal that Elena is hunting and the one and the, and the one that Drake is determined to stop. A. Gabriel Roman. B. Zoran Larezovic. C. Atok Navarro. Or D. Eddie Raja. So that one's B. I, I don't want to be too cocky, but I was just going to say the answer with, before you give him the stuff, but it's Zoran Lazarovic. Yeah. You, you can if you like. You know, I, I, don't, I don't mind a little bit of cockiness and a bit of I, I, I don't want to be especially wrong if I do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's see how you land on this one. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. You are 110% correct. Uh, it was B. And for a bonus point, how are the three incorrect answers from question number four related to the Uncharted universe? All right, I can do that. I can do that. So what, you want me to give them which game they're in or like how the characters uh, are connected to each other or something? You could just tell me how they're tied into Uncharted. Like it could be as simple as that. All right. So all three of the other ones are in Uncharted 1. I will take that. That is uh, 100% correct. So uh, you are, what's that now? Nine points out of a maximum of nine points. Mate, you had nothing to worry about. You said you hadn't really done much (laughs) research, but you're just breezing through. Well, I've just played it. I've played these games a lot. (laughs) That is is confirmed. Potentially eight eight run-throughs. So uh, I'd hope you'd retain some information on those uh, those playthroughs. That's for sure. All right. Question number five. How many chapters make up the game? Oh, God, I don't know this one. Okay, go on. A, 24. <laughs> B, 25. C, 26. Or D, 420. Blaze it. You put them all too close together, you know? It's a bit hard. <laughs> I, 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 know it, I know it is a lot. I remember going through and being like, man, there are a lot, especially when you get back to that train section and you're only like, it's like at 18 or something. You're like not that far through. Um... Oh, man. Because did you think about, like, is it like an epilogue or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you say 24, 25, 26 is what you had, right? Correct. And then 420 blaze it, which, which I think we could probably, probably eliminate from the, <laughs> from the options here. 24 feels right. I don't know if it's even worth doing a 50-50 because I'll probably still get it wrong. So I'm going to just do 24. Does it feel right? Are you sure? I'm just going to go with it. I, it, could, it could really just be any of them. I would do 24 or 26. 25 feels wrong for some reason, but okay. that's right. So, <laughs> what do you say? Remember, you've got two lifelines, but you could just go with your gut as well. So, you're looking at 24 or 26. I mean, like, I don't think a phone a friend's going to help. But if you do a 50-50 and just give me 24, and well, if you give me any of them, I don't even know. We'll go 24. You go 24? Okay. Oh. Final answer. We're locking it in. But you have played your last hand and lost. Sorry, mate. It is actually 26. <laughs> there is a lot of damn chapters in this game. And uh, I remember the lot. same thing playing this, uh, thinking, surely I'm close to the end. And it just kept going and going and going. But uh, yeah, Uncharted, they just love their chapters. I can't remember how many were in Uncharted 4. It might have been 26 or so too. again, right? Yeah, they, that one kind of stretches on a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, still phenomenal games. Great franchise. All right. Question number... Six. Actor Nolan North, who actually played Nathan Drake, has stated that when he met Hollywood producer slash writer slash director J.J. Abrams, he said something particular. That the opening of Uncharted 2 was the best opening of what? So, Nolan North had a discussion with J.J. Abrams and Abrams stared that this is the best opening dot 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 A it's the best opening because it makes so much more sense than Lost B it's the best opening but man that Nathan sure does kill a lot of dudes C it's the best opening of anything cinematic TV, film or game that he's ever seen or D it's the best opening The Rise of the Skywalker wasn't that bad don't know if the timeline works out for that one, but um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I feel like it could be C or B. I mean, like, because one of them is obviously like more of a. What was B again? Sorry. B is man. That Nathan sure does kill a lot of dudes. I feel like I've heard that before, but it also sounds like a joke answer because C sounds obviously more serious. So you think in C? 
Oh, because what was A? I didn't even think A was a possibility. A was, yeah. Uh, the best opening. And it makes so much more sense than Lost. Yes. Yeah, it shouldn't be that one. <laughs> so, DLC, yeah. Um... I feel like JJ Abrams, he, he could do a jokey answer, I feel like, you know. I don't know if I actually have heard this story specifically. Do you think he was talking about how many people Nathan Drake kills? Or that opening that we also referenced earlier about how great that was? I mean, I feel like it's because I, I feel like, I mean, it is a good opening, but I don't know if you would say that it's the best of anything ever, like any kind of media. So I'm going to go with B. Sure. Final answer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that you're sticking to your guns. You just can't help yourself, can you? Sorry, mate. It is actually C. JJ wow. uh, Abrams <laughs> says that the uh, yeah the the opening of Uncharted Two was the best opening of anything cinematic. We're talking TV, film, or video game that he's ever seen. It's, um, That's interesting. Big praise. Big praise. I mean, I, I don't know what I would pick into, like, specifically to be like, this is the best thing ever, but I, I, I wouldn't think people would necessarily say Uncharted 2 is. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know if there's a list out there that you could compare it to sort of thing. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, a lot of things don't immediately come to mind, but if I had some time to dwell on it, I could probably think of some pretty impressive opening cinematics. I guess it depends who you're talking to, right? You're talking to Nolan North, you're like... I'm gonna praise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It was probably yeah a little bit a little bit of praise and sort of a good pat on the back type of thing. But anyway, let's uh, see if we can get you back in the winner circle for question number seven. What was the original title for chapter fourteen? A. Drake's on a plane. B. The long kiss, good Nath. C. Drake blue sea. Or D. Black Drake moan. Chapter fourteen, huh? Um, I can't even remember what that would even be. Um, because when you when you said the one on the, the plane, I, because so these these are like development names, is what you're saying, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. So development people, name for chapter fourteen, <laughs> but apparently as well, maybe there was from what I read, there's rumor allegedly that they could have got in a bit of trouble or hot water for utilizing this name too due to potential copyright so you've got drake's on a plane yeah. the long kiss good nath drake blue sea or black drake moan I, i'm trying to think like 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 I, I would think maybe a but i'm pretty sure it's in uncharted 3 where there's like a specific plane thing and i'm like was there even a plane in 2 like a iconic plane thing because it's because I, I think 14 could be the the train section possibly as you're like on the train mm. maybe it's not i have no idea um you don't want to overthink it no okay yeah. so, so don't, don't, don't don't do a what were the other ones again the long kiss good nath drake blue sea or black drake moan i don't know you sure you don't want to do a do you <laughs> I'm just trying to remember if there's even a play in that. Sure, let's just go A, because I mean the hints you'd be giving make it seem like it could be A, but I, if not, I'd probably go C. But they don't really stand out. A is obviously. Okay. Yeah. We're go we're gonna go with A and see how that uh, that gets you going. No problem. You are correct. It is A. Drake's on a plane. Original working uh, title for chapter fourteen. For a bonus point, I'd like to uh, like for you to give me your best Samuel L. Jackson impression because all four oh, of those no. previous <laughs> answer options were word plays on Samuel L. Jackson films. So obviously, oh, Snakes God, on a Plane, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Deep Blue Sea, and Black Snake Moan. So uh, mm. yeah, I went deep in, into the uh, the Samuel L. Jackson archives there. And uh, if you want an extra bonus point, throw whatever you got at me. I'll take a line from anything. I don't. I don't know if I want to embarrass myself with the. With the I, I think I might leave the bonus point out. <laughs> we could phone a friend to utilize the bonus point if you wanted to to try and embarrass somebody else. Do I not lose a point though for phoning a friend? No, nah, because it's a maximum. Anything with a maximum one, you're still going to get the maximum one point. So you could utilize it now if you like, or you could take it. a punt yourself. It's going to potentially guarantee you one point because we could give him a point for effort too if if it's really bad. At least they're having a crack. Can we call Jono to do it? We could uh, potentially <laughs> call Australia's Jono Peck to do it. Let's uh, let's see. 
if I can get him on the line here. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be around. So uh, we're going to utilize your phone, my friend here, for this question, for the bonus point. It could be dinner time, right? Well, it's nearly, what, what time would it be for him? It is 20 to 7, so I guess it is peak dinner time. But uh, you know what? To hell with his dinner schedule. We've got a uh, bigger fish to fry here. <laughs> At least he doesn't have to know anything about Uncharted. He just has to give an impression. Let's see. I think I might have him here. So we are doing things differently on the epi- this episode of The Hungry Game Show. Instead of doing the phone, my friend, through the traditional mobile call, we're pivoting and going with a Zoom call. So that way we can get real-time interaction between contestant, phone, my friend, and get a little bit of back and forth to maybe help help Jared here find his way to the answer. And uh, I think we've uh, been joined here by Australia's John O'Peck, the man with the most unkempt hair I've ever seen. How you going, good sir? I'm good. I want to know how New Zealand's Jared Trail's doing. I feel like I'm doing good. I don't know. I mean, I've, there's, there's some <laughs> ones that went, I mean, I was not prepared for. They're more like behind the scenes things, but I feel like for the ones that are game yeah. related, I've been doing good at. <laughs> He's doing very well. Uh, only two incorrect answers so far. So he is oh, on great. the right track to uh, set a very, very competitive yeah. score here on episode 12 of the Hungry Game Show. So John O'Peck, we are mm. testing Jared's medal against Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. And he yeah. has called you in on a rather unique question, actually. <laughs> uh, so this was for a bonus point. And uh, I guess okay. to give you a little bit of backstory, uh, the previous question was uh, trying to determine the original working title for Chapter 14. And they're all all four of the answer options were uh, plays on words from previous Samuel L. Jackson films. And for right. the bonus point, I asked Jared to give me his best Samuel L. Jackson impression <laughs> he has since refused, so he's called you in to uh, give us a Samuel L. Jackson impression for uh, a grand total of one point here. So, uh, mate, we'll get a little bit of tense music here as you want to build up to it, and you can uh, try and wow us with some Samuel L. That's tough because we all know, like every Samuel L. Jackson quote is like Swearing. an f bomb. Yep, and I don't swear. So. <laughs> you can probably get an Avengers one in there. I'm sure he's got like a hey. he's got like an Avengers one probably, right? Uh, I'm, I'll try and think of like maybe a channel a bit of Mace Windu or something. Mm. Otherwise, just replace that f bomb with like a mother flipping or something. A fudge. A yeah. fudge. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for us for one point here for Jared? Can can is there music happening? There's some background tension, yeah. You might not be able to hear it or it could be very faint. Jared, you can still hear it, can't you? It's faint, yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Okay. I can't hear it, but Oh, okay. So just just imagine, you know, I walk in the room with my purple lightsaber. Yep. I've got my, my homies with me. I stand tall and I say In the name of the Galactic Senate of the Republic you're under arrest, Chancellor. Perfect. That's all I got. Perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's not bad. I might have to add a bit of bass to it yeah, in, yeah. in post because you know. They are, I think we can give you that point. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's that's a valid effort. If you feel like throwing a hat in the ring while we're here, Jared, and, and maybe embarrassing or maybe wowing the audience i'll give out two points for this if you have a crack oh, as well gosh. at anything it could something be really really short i <laughs> i feel like it would definitely be more embarrassment than uh than wowing but one point an extra point that could go a long way from first or last <laughs> i mean i was gonna do the stakes on a plane one because i feel like that one's easy but yeah do that I just want to make sure I get it right. I'm going to find it. Give me a second. <laughs> oh, he's got some good ones like Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's not a very good one, actually. I'm sure it's number one on here. It's not. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, I can't... I don't even, like, necessarily know what his voice... I can't even remember his, like, voice specifically. I feel like... All right, you ready? Ready. Yeah, we're ready. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Flawless victory. I can't remember if you can swear on this show or not, but I'm assuming. Oh, you can swear. We right. we take anything but F uh, but C bombs around here. So uh, oh, it's Australia yeah. though. What do you? All right. uh, I'm just just not 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 big on that <laughs> word. You know, it's just it's one of them. It's a real dirty word. It is. But there you go, JP. 
JT, you've got yourselves two <laughs> points out of a maximum one point somehow. Look at that. That's impressive. Please be useful. Yeah. I didn't expect you to get summoned for a, a question like this, uh, Australia's John O'Peck, but you did admirably. Uh, did, I'm just glad that I could actually proud. produce a point. You know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Need that point. All right. Anything else you want to say, JP, before we maybe uh, show you the virtual door and get back into this game show? Uh, I just hope it's not the one point that puts him over the edge <laughs> to, to beat my score, if, if that's possible, but we'll see. It's possible. <laughs> and your your score is 32.5. So uh, yeah, oh, yeah. we'll right. see how we go. How, how, you've got a fair bit to go then? Yeah. Yeah, we're on nine or okay. something, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're in like the first third. So we're going into the second act now. All right. Congratulations. Good luck. And I'll probably talk to you later. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> All right, maybe. All right. <laughs> Thanks, ya. JP. Bye. There you go. That didn't go too badly. I got two Samuel Jackson uh, <laughs> impressions out of both of you. So I, I don't know if I call them. They're less impressions, more quotes, probably. You know. <laughs> I'll I'll take it. I, I I figure it's a big win anyway. So let's uh let's keep moving back into question number eight. Nathan Drake travels to many exotic locations throughout Uncharted Two. Which of these places does he not visit? A. Tibet. B. Indonesia. C. Bonnie Doon or D, Turkey. Which of those places I just mentioned does Nathan Drake not visit in Uncharted 2? What was C? Bonnie Doon. I'm sure that's a joke answer, but I can't. Because I, <laughs> I don't recognize that at all. <laughs> so I feel like it's got to be C. You're going to go with C? Yeah. All right, let's, let's consult the judges here. You win. Perfect. That is correct. I totally didn't even think about it when I was putting that in as the joke answer. I thought it was going to be 100% a gimme, but then I realized I'm like, you're in New Zealand. You might not have watched the movie The Castle, which is like no. <laughs> very Australian. Every Australian probably I've ever met has watched this at least half a dozen okay. times. So it's like, you know, it's part of our DNA. And uh, they go to this fancy little coastal cesspool town called Bonnie Doon. So. Mm. Yeah, you are correct. So, um, yeah, bang on the money there uh, as far as places you visit. Obviously, uh, Drake and Flynn break into the museum in Turkey. Uh, and then from there, obviously, islands west off the coast of Borneo. I thought you were going to say Borneo specifically, but it makes yeah. more sense. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and the wilds of Java, obviously, both in Indonesia. And then, obviously, the majority of the game takes place in Tibet. So, there you go. You're back in the winner's circle again, man. You're riding this momentum to dethrone JP's score. So let's see how you go with question number nine. Under which of these do Nathan and Chloe find a hidden chamber containing the directions to Shambhala? A, a temple. B, a furniture store. C, a hotel. Or D, an empty football field. All right. I mean, I was pretty sure it was a temple. Though there is hotel stuff that happens in two. Um, so what you were saying it was it was when they find what? Sorry. So they find um, a, a hidden chamber containing the directions to Shambhala. Okay. Yeah. If it's what I'm thinking of, it's definitely a temple. So I'm gonna go temple. You're gonna go a temple, which is A. Yeah. All right. Let's see how that goes with the the judges. That is correct. You are indeed correct. Yeah, so they find it uh, in a secret deep chamber, which was very, very deep beneath a temple. And obviously it led to a mountain path in the Himalayas. So uh, you are correct, mate. Uh, good wave of correct answer momentum going on. Let's see how you fare with question number 10. What, according to Drake's diary, is the Buddhist holy grail? A, the Sintamani gem. B, the Nepalese Purba or Ferba. C, Purba, the, I think, yeah. the treasure of El Dorado or D, the Hope Diamond. I'm going to say it's the Chintamani Stone because the Purba Dagger is something you get, but I feel like the Chintamani, that's like the main treasure thing. I can't remember specifically in the diary what it says, but I would go with that. You're going to go with A again? Yeah. Okay, final answer. All right, let's consult the judges. Correct again, my friend. It is the Shintamani gem or Shintamani stone. 
Uh, it's uh, what is referred to in Drake's diary as the Buddhist Holy Grail. So we've got one more question in multiple choice before we pivot into rapid fire. Let's see if we can uh, end this very strongly and uh, dethrone Australia's John Peck with his get him. very rudimentary score. <laughs> As is the Hungry Game Show tradition, we must also take a moment to discuss the film and music industries and more specifically, what were the top performers in their field for the year of Uncharted 2's release, which is 2009? The answers, or potential answers, I should say, are as follows. A, Poker Face by Lady Gaga and the movie Up. B, Love Story by Taylor Swift and the film Avatar. C, I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas and the movie District 9. Or D, Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas and the movie is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. So we're talking about what is the overall uh, Billboard Top 100 song winner and the highest grossing film for the year 2009. Okay, I I did prep this because I know you do this every time, but I must have looked up something different. (laughs) But but I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure Avatar has to be the highest grossing film. But, but when I looked it up, it was Boom Boom Powers at the top of some... It must have been top 100 singles or something? Yeah, so that's what I'm referring to. So it's the top 100 singles or, or songs that were released in that year. And uh, Boom Boom Power by the Black Eyed Peas is certainly on that list, as are the other three songs I mentioned. Remember, you yeah. still have 50-50 available as well if you want to yeah. try and split the difference here. I'm trying to think what I did wrong, but I, f- I, feel, like, <laughs> I feel like Avatar... I'd be surprised if Avatar wasn't, because Avatar at the time was like the the highest grossing film ever or something. So I feel like it has to be the one related to Avatar. So I'm just going to go with that. You're going to go B, Love Story by Taylor Swift and the film Avatar. Because what was the one with Boom Boom Pal? What was the one, the movie related to that? Uh, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. I hope that's not the highest grossing film, you know. Let's go with Avatar. <laughs> you don't want to use that 50-50? No. We'll keep it? Okay. Let's uh let's see what the judges have got to say. The price is wrong, bitch. Damn. It was Boom Boom Power by the Black Eyed Peas and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. So Avatar Damn. grossed 352 million and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen 402 million that year. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a shame because those movies are rubbish. But I feel like Avatar was like I remember that being super special like big 3D thing. You know, I can't believe Transformers <laughs> beat it. Yeah, and secondly, I can't believe that the Black Eyed Peas had the number one and number two biggest songs for that year with Boom Boom Power and I Got a Feeling. I hate that band so, <laughs> so, so much. They are the worst. I'm, 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 I'm looking this thing up, though, because I swear highest grossing film. Maybe it was just because Google just betrayed me. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up, too, because I grabbed it's, it. It's from... his 2009 Avatar, from what I'm looking at. I'm not calling you a liar, but... Uh... <laughs> Highest grossing film of 2009. Transformers number four on this list that I'm looking at. Where's my list coming from then? Because <laughs> I mean, it stopped Wikipedia. me too when I did it. I'm just trying to find the list that I worked off. Oh, I, I see why though. Because the, the film only came out on December 18th, 2009... Also, oh, how much money it made in 2009 was that the problem? <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna double back now, and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you one and a half points there because technically it is all time because yeah, it was one of the first like billion dollar film franchises. Yeah. So that was based wholly and solely off the year it was. So so how much money it made in that mm, in that year? So okay. if it was out, maybe. A week earlier, I probably would have went over four hundred well, million. Yeah, Transformers came out in June, so that's a pretty big difference. Because yeah. you look at the final one on this, and it's got two point seven billion compared yeah. to Transformers like eight hundred million, which is like yeah. So we'll we'll split the difference there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll have to just be clearer on my wording there. So if it's going to be of all time or just the year it was released, so that's that's interesting. That's the first time that's happened too. With because normally it lines up, does it? Yeah, yeah. Normally it lines up, but um. Avatar obviously is is an outlier in the film industry. Like it blew the hell up. I think I watched it like twice, three times maybe in three D. I think I've only watched the mind blown. It was cool. <laughs> it was very cool. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the first part of THGS. Uh, the multiple choice is over. Do you want to get a score update 
from yourself here or do you want to go in blind and just find out how you did at the very end? Give me a score update, but but I, I feel like I got well, I got like four wrong maybe or something. Yeah, so so you got yourself twenty point five points out of the multiple choice. So you are tracking to beat Australia's John O'Peck. Uh, his score of thirty two point five. If you keep this going, so uh, what do you reckon? Did we want to have a quick a quick pause while I talk to about one of our sponsors, and then we'll get into the rapid fire? Sure, let's do that. All right. Now, I need to take a second, listeners, to tell you that this episode of The Hungry Game Show is brought to you by our new partners over at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-utility belt grooming. By now, you all know about the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, which is chock-full of essentials to keep your trusty whip polished and ready. It all starts with Manscaped's answer to Eddie's golden gun, the Lawnmower 3.0, complete with advanced skin-safe technology via way of its patented ceramic blade, which will have you safely slicing your way through the jungle vines in no time. And they aren't finished yet. It also comes with a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the crop preserver and anti-chafing deodorant for your turret. This is a total game changer. Seriously, gents, why are you not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Next up is the crop reviver, a spray on ball toner that not only refreshes your riot shield, but also gives you a nice little armor boost. The perfect package also comes with a nifty travel bag, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chafing boxes you've ever worn. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 8bit at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T. Remember people, nobody likes a messy, dirty, hairy controller. All right, let's get into rapid fire. Question number one. What is the game engine that Uncharted 2 Among Thieves runs on? Oh, it's just, I, you know, they're not multiple choice anymore, are they? I think it's called... I th- it's called like... I don't think it's called Naughty Dog 2.0, but... It's it's whatever their engine is 2.0. I th- I'm going to go Naughty Dog 2.0, I guess. I can't remember. I'll what. give you that. It's called the Naughty Engine 2.0. So Naughty I think engine. close enough is good enough there. Yeah, yeah. How many players, including yourself, are in cooperative multiplayer? Three total. That is correct. In competitive multiplayer, what is the maximum amount of total players within a match? I think it's 10. It's been a while. 10 is correct. So two teams of five. Question number four. What was the original working subtitle for Uncharted 2? Oh, I feel like I've heard this one. It's pretty silly, but it's great. Give me, give me the, the 50-50 then, the hint. Okay, if, so if you can. <laughs> you're going to utilize the 50-50 lifeline to get a nice hint. So, um, references intrigue and another word for, like, awesome. It's four words. The first you word is it's... something, and then it's mm and mm. So it's something, so It's like, it's like mm and two mm. and then four words. Yeah. And the first word is something. Oh, the first word is actually something. The first word is actually something, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it's, mm, this third word is and, and then the fourth word is something. So I need the second and the fourth words to make that little little statement, that little working subtitle. No, it is something. I got no idea. I think I might have said the pass. <laughs> I'll give you. How's this for a? How's this for a, a hint? So I'll give you the second word. So it's something mysterious and what? Something mysterious. <sighs> I mean, like something mysterious and dangerous. I don't. I don't know what it would. Mm, that your final answer? I mean, that's not right. But <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. It is something mysterious and cool. Okay. Something mysterious and cool. How I mean, many... I, was, I wasn't that far off. Not that far off. Uh, <laughs> next question. How many hidden collectibles are there in the game? Oh, jeez. I've done this twice now, haven't I? Um, it's like, it's like 100, 101. Or, oh, no, maybe it's like more than that. I'm going to go 101, though. You're going to go 101? That is correct. So there's 100 treasures and one strange relic. Jackie Dex, thank you. In his introductory scene, Harry is wearing a shirt that has the letters NDI on it. What does that NDI stand for? 
uh, Naughty Dog Industries, I think. That or, uh, yeah, industry, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. It's Naughty Dog Incorporated. I think that's pretty close. You see those letters also too on uh, Nathan Drake's gun holster. Question yes, number yep. seven. There are multiple references to various Naughty Dog employees that can be seen in the game. Name at least one of these references. To employees. know this um i can give you the so you see some of these references in chapter two and also in chapter five okay so w would it be in the museum or like not the museum like the when they're doing the heist is that what happens to chapter chapter two, the heist <laughs> so it's chapter two yeah breaking and entering is what the chapter's called and chapter five is urban warfare so there is references to various Naughty Dog employees in those chapters. Where or what are those references on? Yeah, I'm trying to think if it would be dialogue or something, but if it's like a picture, I assume there's there's a lot of, there's like, you enter this like room that has like, it's kind of like a back room. You have to do like a, a power breaker on. I assume there's like artwork in there with someone on it, maybe? Final answer? I mean, I don't know what else it would be. <laughs> okay, so in chapter two, there's actually scattered newspapers on the ground uh, listing oh. level designers, background artists, and QA testers as wanted felons. Oh. And in chapter five, there's several movie posters scattered around the level for fake movies starring various Naughty Dog employees as well. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Okay, question number eight in the rapid fire. Victor Sullivan's private Grumman G21 Goose Seaplane is named the Hog Wild. What previous Naughty Dog franchise is this in reference to? Hogwild. It's to do with the Crash Bandicoot levels, I think. There's like a level related to that? I'll give you that. It is named after a level called uh, the Hogwild in Crash, where you yeah. are riding a piggy yeah. <laughs> crazily through the, through the game. Question number nine. Who is the only character in the series who doesn't speak even in the subtitles? In the whole series. This isn't just number two. This is everything. So it's predominantly tied to number two, though, but it's the only character throughout the whole series. But you meet them in number two. Doesn't talk. And by doesn't speak, I guess you could say... You know, words don't get translated, so you don't really know okay, so, what... Okay, so it's... Well... A Tenzin's words don't get translated, as far as I know. So, Tenzin? That is correct, it is Tenzin. <laughs> Question number 10. This one's a little off the reservation. Lead writer Amy Henning got a big break when she was hired as lead designer on what title? Um... I would say Uncharted 2. <laughs> She, she did do a very fantastic job with Uncharted 2, but she actually got her big break as lead designer on Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City. The Jeez. previous uh, designer pulled the pin and she was just working as sort of an associate, said, I'll take this, and the rest is history. So, uh, Yeah, definitely didn't know that one, but you know. I thought if you were going to ask something like post-Naughty Dog stuff, I would be like, oh, she worked on like the Star Wars game, that kind of stuff, but no, <laughs> you were before <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Maybe I'll give you a half a point there for the for the the post stuff that you're familiar for there. Uh, okay, question number eleven. While exploring the ancient temple, once housing Schaefer's expedition, Nate comes across a horde of inhuman creatures, best resembling what mythical beasts? Yeti. That is correct. Uncharted Two is the only game in the series that allows players to use non-lethal methods against their enemies. Should they decide to use what? Oh, the, I guess like the dark gun. <laughs> the tranquilizer dark gun? Tranquilizer dark gun, yeah. I will give you that. Okay, question number 13. So we've got four questions to go. You are out of lifelines. And you're on a pretty good pace to potentially dethrone Jono Peck. Okay, question goal. number 13. On the first page of the diary that Nathan Drake possesses is a photo of Drake and Sully in Costa Rica. What quote is written under the image? Oh no. I wish it was multiple choice, then I might get it. Um, <laughs> God, I need to look at that diary more. As I replayed it, I just like didn't look at it at all. <laughs> um, I really don't know. I don't know what that could be. 
I'll pass. You'll pass. The, the first yeah. word starts with F. Don't know if that will help at all. It's four words. Uh, it's four words. Um... I don't know. Tell what it is. I, I'll probably maybe recognize what you say. Fortune favors the bold. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the German version of the game is a reference to Adolf Hitler, which was replaced with another person. Hang on, I'll reword that. In the All German right. version of the game, a reference to Adolf Hitler was replaced with whom? <laughs> this is the hard. Um... He is no longer living, this uh, war criminal. Obviously, they reference in, in the English version where you get Adolf Hitler, we get what Genghis Khan, Pol Pot. Oh, interesting. So, for gonna... the German version, they didn't want to frown upon Adolf Hitler and they replaced him with another modernish uh, war tyrant. I think, like, would it be like Stalin or like. At least, like, Putin would be kind of too modern, but not that I call him. I, I don't know. <laughs> He's no longer living, and uh, we... Sure you said that. Yeah, no longer living. It's not Stalin. Would, but that's all I'm saying. A, it wouldn't also be another German person, I would assume. Or, that's correct. It's not another German person. Five seconds. Nah, just leave it. Just leave it. It's Saddam Hussein <laughs> gets the huh? call up as the... Uh, the, the evil visionary uh, spiel, I guess, you, if you want to call it that in that situation. So, yeah. I didn't ever play the German one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> me either. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. Okay, question number 15, the penultimate. In chapter 24, in The Road to Shambhala, if you attempt to punch Harry Flynn, he will counterattack. If you keep trying to punch him, what does happen? I would assume he shoots you. I don't know if it did that though. That is correct. He does indeed shoot you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good player. I, I do what the game wants me to do. <laughs> okay. And the last question of the Hungry Game Show episode 12. At the end of the game, what does Drake say that scares him the most? Clowns. That is indeed correct. It is clowns. And for a bonus half point, just to make things fun, can you tell me what uh, he would have put Elena almost dying at? What did he score her at out of 10? Because clowns being 10. That is correct. I can't remember. Uh, I'm just going to go like five. Ooh, it is incorrect. It's actually four. Oh, wow. You were very, very close on that one. And I'll just... Uh, how scared were you that I was going to die? Four. Four? Yeah, why? A four. four. Yeah. You were at least an eight. An eight? You were a total eight. An eight? Those guardian things were an eight. Are you kidding me? Yeah, those were terrifying. What's a ten? Clowns. Clowns over my death? I, I clowns. hate clowns. I hate clowns. Oh, my word. You thought I was dead. No. no, you thought I was no, gone. No. Yes, you did. No, I, I saw had you, you shed tears. You shed a bunch of them. Tears? Mm -hmm. It was raining. No, it was not. You were unconscious and it was raining. It was totally sunny out and you were bawling. It wasn't sunny. You were unconscious. Whatever. I kept your tears in a jar. I have proof. I'll give you five. How's that? Oh, you know five. what? Five. You know what? <laughs> the half point is back. The half point is back, mate. That is uh, that's phenomenal, actually. The pivot on the soundbite saved you through. There you go. I would have accepted both answers. Now I think about it after listening that back, but mm. that is beautiful, mate. I've tallied up the score here. Did you want to see how you fared? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so in current last place, Salim the Dream is on twenty-one points. Uh, in second last, Andrew Clayton is on twenty-seven. Third last, Reese Kirby's on 28.5. Uh, equal seventh, Miss Ellie Hart and Jack Cruiser on 30. Standalone sixth, we see Subpar Lover on 30.5. And in outright fifth right now, we're talking about Jono Peck 
who is on 32.5 points. And mate, I've got to say, uh, with that final half a point, you have uh, made things very interesting. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have to go with this one. <laughs> you actually tied with John Opeck on 32.5 oh. points because that last half a point where Nathan Drake himself gave you the extra point by pivoting <laughs> under pressure to get your one and a half on the final question. So... That's nice, though. <laughs> my goodness gracious, 32.5. So you are sitting there in equal fifth with Australia's John O'Peck. Mate, that was phenomenal. I thought you did really well, especially on some of the deep dive stuff. How do you think that went? I think it was pretty good. I, f- I feel like it's one of those things where, especially at the time that I played it, I I didn't, I wasn't as much into looking into that background stuff. And I guess a more modern game, I might know more from like listening to podcasts of people talking about the development process but then when Uncharted 2 came out when I played it I feel like I wasn't as aware of a lot of those deep cut kind of stuff like the German version being swapped out and that kind of stuff but uh yeah, yeah. there was there was a couple of little swerves in there um sort of tried to balance a little bit of the easy just real common stuff that anyone that's played the game for 10 minutes would know but also get out in the weeds a little bit with it with a few few sort of swerves but um the, the, the quote ones are hard as well when you're trying to like get us like getting a specific set of words i'm like i, I don't know what those yeah words especially are. i guess because it's set in my tone as opposed to the character saying them too so you probably lose a little bit of the the enunciation or the how the nuance and the delivery of it but uh mate 32.5 sets you up in equal fifth i don't know how we're going to sort of tie break you two we might have to sort of come back and do some kind of sudden death thing with you two against a particular game. But, mate, thank you for stopping on by the studio. Uh, Anything you want to say before we maybe uh, close this episode up for for another few weeks? No, I mean, not not, not too much. Just follow me on Twitter if you want. It's where I normally am. Uh, You know, Jared Trail on Twitter and by Reverie and by Trigger Witch when it comes out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Buy buy several copies of both of those games. Yes. And, yeah, be sure to follow Jared on those socials at Jared Trail. But, uh, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here in the studio. Uh, doing battle, I think you won that war against Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Yeah. 32.5 points, mate. Really, really well done. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, it has been our pleasure to bring you all the infotainment here in the Hungry Game Show studios. But much love, and may your answers be true. <laughs>